This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom and Mind, a podcast about maternal mental health, from conception to pregnancy and postpartum. Real stories from moms and family members who have made it from struggling to wellness, and interviews with experts and advocates who work for moms and families to get the help they need. We discuss very real struggles that can sometimes be hard to hear, but these are stories that need to be told so that moms and families can know that healing is possible. This podcast is meant to offer information and awareness and is not a replacement for treatment by a professional. Thank you for being with us today. Welcome to Mom in Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. Today, we have a very special guest, expert and author, Dr. Shoshana Bennett. I'm very honored and excited to have Dr. Shosh on the podcast today. She is a wealth of information, brings so much compassion to her work, and is an all-around fantastic person. Affectionately known as Dr. Shosh, she educates, engages, and empowers her audiences while discussing serious and often uncomfortable topics using humor, the latest research, solution-based protocols, and firsthand knowledge she gleaned after experiencing life-threatening postpartum depressions. After experiencing the life-threatening bounce of postpartum illness, Dr. Shoshana Bennett helped pioneer the field of maternal mental health. She founded Postpartum Assistance for Mothers in 1987, became president of California's state organization, Postpartum Health Alliance, and then served as president of Postpartum Support International. Dr. Shosh is the author of Children of the Depressed, Postpartum Depression for Dummies, Pregnant on Prozac, and is co-author of Beyond the Blues, Understanding and Treating Prenatal and Postpartum Depression and Anxiety. She is the creator of the free app, PPD Gone, and is executive director of the new documentary, Dark Side of the Full Moon. She has recently co-founded the Postpartum Action Institute. To date, she's helped over 20,000 women recover around the world through private consultations, teleclasses, and support groups. You can reach her at www.drshosh.com. Okay, Dr. Shosh, thank you so much for being here and all of the work that you've done and all of the work you continue to do. Um, I understand your passion for this work was ignited by your personal experience. Can you share a bit 
about that, about your path to being a champion in this field? Oh, absolutely. And thank you so much for that lovely introduction, Dr. Kat. And it's my pleasure to be here. Anything to forward and promote uh, maternal mental health, right? And uh, Fantastic. I should say uh, parental health. I mean, uh, we, moms right. and dads need to be healthy. Absolutely. So as you mentioned in, in my bio, um, as you read, this passion of mine and this mission came directly from personal experience. I had been a special education instructor. I had been uh, working at the community colleges in the San Francisco Bay Area, teaching rehab therapies and uh, psychology and early childhood development and, uh, you know, all kinds of related uh, topics. And then I had a baby. And that's Mm -hmm. what really... Uh, launched me because I truly lost myself. And those are the words, as you well know, that we hear from our clients as well. Uh, We don't feel like ourselves when we drop into a deep depression. So I experienced many of the perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. I was sort of a smorgasbord of, of, of almost all of them. And it was, it was very, very scary at the time because there was nothing we're talking, we're talking back in the eighties when right. there was nothing but ignorance surrounding, uh, surrounding us. So, uh, I heard, uh, uh, silly things from my OB, like all new mothers go through this. When I told my OB that, if life is going to be like this, I don't want to be here anymore. He, you know, he just basically sent me home to get my nails done and do nice things for myself and told me to put the baby down and I'd be fine. Um, And later went to a therapist who was trying to psychoanalyze what must have happened between uh, uh, my mother and, and and me when I was a little girl. And what she was bringing up was absurd, actually. Um, uh, and she was making up issues. You know? And she couldn't right. find any real ones. She made them up. Anyway, to, uh, in a nutshell, I realized uh, after going through these illnesses, uh, often on for a couple of years after having suffered a suicidal depression uh, for two and a half years after my firstborn and then into uh, a, a, you know, a year after my second was born. At about that year, Mark, I, I found out that there really, there was a name for this thing we now called postpartum depression and um, uh, and there was possible treatment. So it was right then when I was still extremely depressed and and anxious. But it turned from it turned from just suffering into I have to do something. I have to do something with this knowledge. If this was so common. I thought to myself, where was the help? Where were the professionals? Uh, Where were the support groups? And that's what really, you know, threw me into this this field with everything I had. Frankly, I had to do something with the intensity of pain uh, that my family and I had had suffered now for, for, for many years. Um, and, uh, that's what really, 
thrust me forward. And I started reading everything I could find from all over right. the world, you know, that had been uh, translated into English, and uh, realized that the United States was far behind many other countries, uh, as far as assessing and also treating perinatal illness. So that's what really, really got me started. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. It's, it seems that part of this work is really uh, the professionals that I've run into anyhow are, are brought to this work through either their own personal experience or someone close to them yes. uh, who they were touched by and, and had some similar realization or, or call to action uh, to help other moms. Um, how, how far do you think we've come in getting help to these mothers? You're saying, you know, a while back there, this just wasn't, this help wasn't available. Where, where do you think we are now? Well, uh, compared to where we were in the eighties, we are so far ahead from where we were then we've come a very, very long way. But of course, as you know, when we, when we have a passion for, for changing Mm -hmm. the, the structure of things and, and uh, you know, it never happens as quickly as we want, just like our, our, our recovery from an illness doesn't happen as quickly as we want to. Uh, So we've come a very long way from the 1980s. Very happy to say Uh, Do we also have a very long way to go before maternal mental health is uh, focused on the way it needs to be? Yes. Uh, We've come a long way, though, with with screening, with diagnosing, and with treating. Uh, But again, it never happens as quickly as we want. We still have a very long way to go. But the wonderful news is that we're going in the right direction. Uh, so you, you mentioned the film Dark Side of the Full Moon. Uh, that film, among others, have really helped to propel the field forward uh, with that kind of, uh, of uh, information in theaters now and in hospitals and in uh, educational institutions. So in many different ways, clinicians are being trained well now. If they're interested in finding proper training, it is now there. Uh, There is help for uh, women no matter where they live in the country, actually, frankly, in the world at this point with technology. But this country, the United States, is going uh, uh, clearly in the right direction, not as fast as we would want. Right, Dr. Cat? <laughs> Absolutely. But we're, we're getting there. And never did I think back, you know, 1983, after I had my first 1987, uh, when I, when I realized that there, there was a name, uh, for this and, uh, that there, there could be some help out there. Uh, never did I think we would be getting this far in, in my lifetime. So uh, that's, uh, I, w- I want to end that on a, end your question on a, on a positive note that we, st- although we still have a long way to go, we're, we're, we're getting there. This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted? The Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time, solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. 
episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Right, right. So that that is encouraging. And you're right with the film and with all of the work that you've done. Um, you've written several books which have contributed so much to the field of maternal mental health and getting the information out there and, and helping professionals and, and helping mothers. Um, can you please share with us more about your books? Happily. And, you know, the way I write, uh, I, I, I write without the lingo. Um, that's the way I speak, too. I, I don't I don't like a lot of, um, you know, the, the, the wording that clinicians often throw around. And I know you and I are on the same page there. I, the way I write is it's for the, the public as well as clinicians. So each of, each of my books, uh, including the one co-written by uh, Dr. Peck Indman, um, we write for uh, the public. We write, we, you don't have to be a clinician, although I'm happy to say that each of the books, the postpartum depression for dummies, pregnant on Prozac, children of the depressed, beyond the blues, they are all written as guides for clinicians as well. For instance, a postpartum depression for dummies is used quite frequently by clinicians, not only for their clients, but also for the clinicians themselves to understand what needs to be said and done with their clients. So it's a guidebook for them as well, not only a step-by-step guide for uh, suffering women or women who know they're high risk and want to prevent suffering the next time around with a with a subsequent uh, a baby. So uh, pregnant on Prozac was I was asked to write these books. By the way, that uh, pregnant on Prozac I was asked to write because we needed a, a resource that could be trusted. As as you and I know, Dr. Cat, you know, our clients tend to run to Google, you know, and 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 right. scan the internet and, and they're watching scary announcements, a lot of hype 
on, uh, uh, you know, from media, from TV. And it has incredibly misleading, if not actually false information. So um, we needed a book uh, that separated out the hype from what research is actually telling us. Uh, So that's where Pregnant on Prozac uh, came to be. And it also helps pregnant women and couples make really good decisions for themselves. And and that might be different for every person, right? There isn't a one size fits all. Uh, uh, But the information is there. The up-to-date research is there. What's safe to take, what's not safe to take during pregnancy and what we truly know about it. Children of the Depressed um, was written uh, because we, we needed a way to end the intergenerational uh, depression. As we know, depression can be, uh, it's not only biochemical, it can also be quote unquote learned, right? If it's right. modeled to us from parents or, 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 or people around us. So uh, I was asked to write Children of the Depressed as a uh, really uh, a, a giving strategies, very practical information and exercises in there, <clears throat> but to discuss how we can uh, move forward, uh, not only healing our own depression, but protecting the next generation. Because we as clinicians get this question and this worry all the time, you know, from, right. from, from women. If I'm depressed, am I going to uh, affect my children in some, some awful way? I mean, are they doomed to go through? Right. And, and the answer is no. And there are many, many uh, ways we can uh, watch our behavior, watch what we're saying um, as, as we are healing and doing the right things for our for our own uh, 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 lives we are also in turn with the right kind of help we're protecting the next uh, generation so that's that's where that book uh, truly came from so that's a bit about uh, these books and if any of your listeners dr. cat um, have any questions or or comments uh, or, or just they're wondering about certain things or, or, or kind of jogs memory of their own pasts or, or if anything pops up as they are reading uh, my books, I always welcome those uh, you know, those contacts. So so I'm very easily reached through right. drshosh.com and, and to spell it out it's uh, D-R-S-H-O-S-H uh, dot com so very easy to reach me you can voicemail me right through the right, voice message me right through the computer you can email me you can text me uh, so uh, I'm, I'm, I would welcome that from your listeners absolutely and, and I do appreciate and hopefully um, everyone listening can appreciate really how open you are with your experience and available you are to people who really want questions answered. I mean, you are in the forefront of really trying to bring this down to earth and not make maternal mental health issues a mysterious thing. Um, this this is really something that through your efforts and, and other folks' efforts are trying to just really make sure that everybody has access to information and can know what's going on, what what is going on for themselves. You know, Dr. Kat, I really appreciate you saying that. And yes, you know, I, I'm not, remember, I'm coming from the survivor, a layperson, you know, who, sure. who have been through this. And, you know, there's a lot of them and us, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but clinicians are often taught 
you know, we are supposed to be a certain way and we are treating them, those with issues. We are all in this together. And as we Absolutely. well know, this can, this can hit anybody regardless of what we do for a living, what, you know, how mm-hmm. intelligent we are, how loving we are, how, you know, it, it's indiscriminate. So to make a separation to me makes no sense. That's why my books are written for clinicians as well as those suffering. And sometimes there's an overlap. Right? right? Clinicians suffer too. You and I are called by pediatricians and psychologists and, you know, emergency care nurses. It, it, it really doesn't matter. And I don't believe in having that separation. You know, the, the, when, I, when I teach and train around the country and around the world, I love the audiences that are quite eclectic, uh, right. you know, with, with, uh, with the public there, as well as nurses, as well as OBs, uh, we should all have, uh, this information. And I, I, and down to earth is exactly how we need to make it. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And I, yeah, I resonate with everything you're saying, having gone through it myself, uh, and being a professional, uh, helping these women, it's, you, you cannot separate it. You can't be two different things. This is, uh, you know, our experience is part of, uh, what we can use to help other people. And I just really value your being so open and honest about it. And of course, that's, that's uh, awesome. Oh, sure. I mean, that's the only way that, that makes sense to me. You know, at the very beginning, way back when I started uh, teaching and training, uh, back in the you know 1990s, uh, actually the end of uh, the 1980s, frankly, um, I was often followed by clinicians after a talk saying, "You're so brave." You know, you're, 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 you're opening up about your own experience. And that was often, that was very curious to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then of course I became a, a therapist and I realized during my training why those clinicians thought I was brave to come out of the closet, so to speak. Um, right. I never thought there ought to be a closet. I mean, you know, so, right. so we, we, again, the, the training can be very confusing for clinicians uh, saying, you know, you're not supposed to talk about your own experience. To me, that's nuts. No, we shouldn't have a need to talk about it or unload, right? right? <laughs> right. But, but, you know, just as you said, you know, I think going through it and being real and out there and, and honest, mm-hmm. it helps to not only demystify, but it, it, it helps to get rid of this completely inappropriate stigma of there's right. a them and an us. You know, mm-hmm. again, so um, thank you for, for your words and uh, uh, very good. What else can I answer? So, yeah. So uh, for the mothers who are listening yeah. and, and maybe clinicians who are mothers or health professionals who are mothers or fathers, um, with, with all the work that you've done with so many mothers, um, what would you say to those moms who are listening who may be suffering right now? With proper help, you will recover. And you and and don't settle for anything under a hundred percent, or for any clinician that says you're not going to be recovering to a hundred percent. If that's what you're hearing, move forward. But you have everything. And again, I want to emphasize with proper help, not just with help. Uh, right. You need to be seeing. I, I I say to to folks and on my app and you know any any anywhere they're listening or reading, um, specialized help is very important. But once you have found the right 
team of professionals, sometimes it's one person, sometimes it's more, um, you can expect to recover fully. And, you know, I always ask my, my clients, would you like your, yourself back or would you like a better self back? And the, often I'll hear, <laughs> well, first, you know, I'd like my old self back. Let's see if that's even possible. But sure, okay. that would be lovely if I can get a better self. And, and th- that's what happens. When they want a better self, uh, that's what they get. And what I mean by that is that not only can you regain your old way of, of functioning, of thinking, uh, but as we... As we progress through the healing process of these uh, uh, these disorders, when you're when you have proper guidance, you can learn better ways of thinking. You can learn healthier ways of being and interacting with yourself, with relationships, of you know realizing really who you are, what your strengths are. Maybe people around you that were never good for you. That you're 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 learning how to assess, uh, you know, how to take care of yourself better, whether it's through nutrition or 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 or, or other means. But you're, the, the silver linings, I call it, and actually in the Dummies book, there's a whole. There's a whole chapter on silver linings, you know, and, uh, you know, what you can expect if you want it, what you can have if you truly want it, a better way uh, and a healthier way and a more joyful way to live your life having been uh, through the illness. Now, of course, when we're in the middle of crisis and you hear you know, not only are you going to live through this, you're going to thrive, some of, you know, a piece of our heads might not truly believe it fully. Right. And that makes total sense. And that's okay if you're not sure, if you have doubts or you're thinking, oh, I don't know if they know how sick I really am, you know, how awful I really feel. That's okay. You will get better in spite of your worries when you have specialized help. Right. So can you speak a little bit more to, if you can, the the difference between help and specialized help? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's not good enough to settle for someone, uh, for a professional, just because he or she happens to be covered by insurance. If your baby were ill and needed a specialist, you wouldn't hesitate to get the right kind of help, even if it were out of pocket, even if you need to hawk your furniture, right? You would do whatever you needed to do to get help. Mommy's mental health should be at the very, very top of, of priorities. So, there's nothing, this is not where you skimp. Okay, so so you ask the right questions. In the dummies book, by the way, I list those questions mm-hmm. uh, that where you can interview people and, and don't be afraid. You need to you need to really ask, you know, elicit the right information so you know if you're working with somebody who's good. Some of it you're gonna feel. Uh, even if they answer every question uh, perfectly, you're going to feel whether somebody truly understands where you're coming from. But you want to ask where their specific training came from. Specific training in maternal mm-hmm. mental health. What organizations do they belong to that are specifically focused on maternal mental health? What books, tapes, movies, uh, DVDs do they? Uh, they should be able to rattle them right off the top of their head. What they mm-hmm. would recommend? What type of therapies do they use? They should be working with a short-term therapy like cognitive behavioral therapy, maybe interpersonal therapy. Um, it is not appropriate for someone in crisis. You know, a new mother who felt like she's lost herself and can't doesn't know how to put one foot in front of the other. Uh, she needs to be working 
with short-term therapy, not a long-term psychodynamic uh, every day. You know, the, the, the traditional Freudian psychoanalytic, there might be a time and a place for that therapy, but not in crisis. Uh, you need right. to get out of crisis. For, so those are some of the questions that you would ask. Don't be afraid to move forward and, and uh, find somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. just move, move along, I should say. Keep searching. Uh, uh, working with you, Dr. Cat. working with me, uh, they can be assured that they will get the help they truly need. And there are others that you and I have trained along the way. Uh, I've been in this field now, as, uh, as you mentioned, for uh, close to 30 years. So mm-hmm. if, um, uh, you know, if they have gone to the Postpartum Support International trainings. Uh, and I helped to write that uh, and develop that in uh, that original training, uh, which is now being uh, uh, being used all over the world, frankly. It's being yeah. held up as the gold standard. It's being it updated is. all the time, of course, as we mm-hmm. get more information. Uh, but, you know, you want to make sure that the clinician, the practitioner you are working with has gotten a training such as this, at least two full days just focused on this particular area. So you don't want to ask someone, um, have you worked with with uh, new mothers? Have you worked with people with postpartum depression? They might say yes. That doesn't mean they're qualified to do so, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I would say. And you hear the passion in my voice here because I do. You and I, Doctor K, you know that we uh, have to undo a lot of unnecessary suffering, sometimes even trauma, when women yep. are working with the wrong clinician. And these might be very good therapists. But they don't have the specific specialized training with for pregnant women or for new mothers, and they miss the boat and can say the wrong thing, can give the wrong homework, can use the wrong wording, and it can create uh, really unnecessary problems. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. 
So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Right. And I, I really thank you for, for going through that with some detail, uh, because absolutely I do run into this also, you know, people coming and saying, well, they saw a therapist, but it didn't seem like the therapist really understood. Um, and at the same point, that therapist may have been a fantastic therapist, That's right. but it's the difference between someone who's a general therapist and a specialist. Exactly. Uh, you know, if you were having a very particular specific type of issue, you would seek out a specialist and this is the a- same. Absolutely. If you're having a physical ailment that's very mm-hmm. specialized, right? You wouldn't right. necessarily go to a general practitioner. You might start there, but you wouldn't right. end there. You would make mm-hmm. sure you get that particular area covered. You know, whether it's in your body or in your in your mind or in the right. And these these disorders are very different from those mm-hmm. that might occur at other times in our lives. Yeah, absolutely right. So we hear that a lot. Uh, you know, it, depression is depression. How is it different uh, postpartum? It's it's very different postpartum. Um, and so getting that training is is important for for multiple reasons, but also just if for nothing else, so that that mom in front of you feels really understood. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want help, the right kind of help as fast as possible for many reasons, not only for your own well-being, but for your families. So this sure. is not where you skimp, you know, don't settle, don't settle for mm-hmm. someone who's just mediocre when the quality of your life isn't, isn't moving forward. Uh, right. uh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so that was a long-winded way of answering that question. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's good information. So I'm sure then if there are providers listening, mental health professionals or other healthcare providers who are listening right now, who are already seeing these mothers in their office, um, but don't yet have the specialized training, what perspective can you offer to them to invest in the training Um, and how would it benefit them to have the specialized training? First, I want to give them a compliment for listening to your show uh, because (laughs) these are clearly clinicians who care and want to provide stellar help to the women coming coming to them. So, uh, you know, uh, the next time we speak, I will, I will certainly talk about the Postpartum Action Institute. It's a very, very, uh, it's a wonderful and quite unique training. So that is certainly, and, and, uh, certainly these clinicians listening can go, actually, if you're a non-clinician, absolutely. This this Postpartum Action Institute is not just for clinicians by any means, uh, but you can go to postpartumaction.org and I'll get into more, more depth. Hopefully we can we can speak again because I'm looking. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that's definitely a, a, a training that would be appropriate. Also going to postpartum.net and finding out where the two-day trainings are being held. They're always held before a postpartum uh, support international conference. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and also at various times throughout the, the country. So those would be my top two uh, suggestions. Um, uh, there are some online trainings as well. Mm-hmm. You know, anything is better than nothing, but you want to make sure that whoever is doing the training has also gotten the training. So it's important that if you're going to a particular training, that you're going to a training with somebody who truly uh, knows what they're doing and has at least been trained by by those who have been in the field for a long time and are held up uh, uh, by the field as 
uh, as experts. So be careful who you take your training from. You want to go to an agency, an organization, a person who has been adequately trained to get your training. Right. Absolutely. And how would having a specialized training benefit the healthcare professionals themselves in, in terms of, you know, even if they're not therapists, um, to have some bit of training? How would it help them in their work? Almost all, I can't imagine, frankly, I can't, I can't really think of a, a type of clinician at this time that wouldn't be working with pregnant or new parents. At, at some point, I, you know, I mean, can you, I, I, I no. yeah. So, you know, for instance, coming to the postpartum action Institute, there are a community uh, activists, community leaders, there are clergy coming. Uh, there are mm-hmm. all kinds of clinicians coming and also to the postpartum support international trainings. There, there are prenatal yoga teachers. There are parent educators. There are group leaders of all kinds you know, so whoever is in touch, I mean, certainly clinicians of all types, chiropractors, uh, obviously pediatricians and OBs and midwives and doulas and nannies. And, you know, I do a lot of training to newborn care professionals. You know, everyone can benefit. And those who are tuned in to, tr- to uh, cl- uh, you know, the, these kinds of shows, uh, Dr. Kat, and I'll be so happy to send folks to to uh, to your trainings because you you are one uh, who who truly wants to educate um, I do. Thank and, you. and you know I choose my my uh, my projects very carefully and when you told me you you have you know you're launching this show I went yes I would like to be <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're inviting me thank you because there are yes. a lot of a lot of things I'll say no to if they're not interested in really educating so what I say to clinicians is those who truly care about the, this this particular population of of expectant and uh, and new moms um, they need the training it's it should not be optional this they right. should absolutely get this the specialized uh, training and don't just take the the one day or sometimes the one hour of training that they might have gotten in graduate school. Not enough. <laughs> Never enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. If even that much. If that oh, much. man. Exactly. Right. Okay. Well, this is a wealth of information and I would absolutely love to have you back again. There's so much more that you've done uh, that I would love to talk with you about. Certainly the Postpartum Action Institute, the app that you've developed to support uh, moms going through postpartum depression, the documentary, we didn't really even get to that. So I would be thrilled if you could come back and tell us more about these other projects that are just doing so much good in the world and so supportive to these moms. Well, thank you, Dr. Cannon. I'd be absolutely delighted. Thank you so much for being with us today, and we'll talk again soon. Great. By joining us today and listening, you're a part of the growing community of people who are aware and concerned for mothers and families during this beautiful and sometimes very difficult time of life. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this free podcast so that Mom and Mind can be found by moms, families, and providers who will benefit from hearing our talks. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, help is available. Please look for resources for help at momandmind.com, where you will also find links and information from today's episode. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Mom and Mind community.
Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 